Tips and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 7. I am John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues, Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite, Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, we come to the end of the Flemington week and the key question, although with the caveat that we are recording this after about race three on Oaks Day. Are you going to finish the week in front or behind? Um, I'm still playing with their money, which is very nice. No, I think I'll finish in front. I was able to uh, snare a little bit of the early quaddy on Derby Day, which has paid for most of my way. Cup Day was looking like a complete wipeout until the last couple of races, thanks to Purple Sector and Exhilarate. So, yeah, unless we go crazy and do something stupid, I think we might have a winning cup week, which is uh, always handy. Daniel, same question to you. In front or behind for the week? Uh, well, for counting just Melbourne, I'd be behind. Um, Melbourne Cup was a bit of a bit of a wipeout, but on um, not too bad on Derby Day, but did did go pretty well. Best, best bets getting up in Adelaide and Brisbane on, on Cup Day. Um, so in front at the moment, but um, plenty of racing still to go. Well, for my part, I did get the main quaddy on Derby Day and I managed not to give it all back on Cup Day, although I did not have a single collect. And uh, I thought, oh, not, not to worry because I'll get it all back on Joe Biden. And uh, that was looking a bit sticky for a while there. Uh, <clears throat> unlike uh, some, my wagering service provider has not yet paid out, but uh, that should be uh, should be any time now. And... Uh, if he happens to win Georgia, then uh, that'll just be a nice little bit of gravy. But anyway, let's focus because there is still more money to be made uh, this Saturday. And the highlights, of course, the VRC Sprint Classic and the McKinnon Stakes for the middle distance type at Flemington. It's a quality-packed card. And we'll take you right through the black type, which starts in uh, race three. No, sorry, that's the race two, the Amanda Elliott. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what this race is usually called, but it's 1,400 metres for three-year-olds at listed level Joel. You're going with six far enough. He's a big boy, this bloke. He's still learning what the trade's all about and putting it all together, but a good debut win, step to 1,300 at Bendigo and just... Yeah, as I said, still learning what the caper's all about. But a nice weight drop, and I think he's got a fair bit of upside, so I've lent his way at a bit of a price. From eight, Shelby Cobra, another horse I've got a lot of time for. Should have won on debut. That was painful to watch, but then he did get the job done at sale. Four, Tommy Golds, always looked like a horse that would benefit getting to 1,400 and beyond. That was a nice return from him and the Brian Crowley behind a smart one in the bopper. And two, Deep Speed, hard to fault his form today. Six, eight, four, and two. I'm with Tommy Gold. Um, yeah, I agree with Joel. I think the rise 1,400 metres would be the key with him. It was a, um, he's also always shown quite a bit. Um, his first up run in listed grade was very, go- very good there. Beat on the lead, who had some good form, ran some pretty smart Sydney, <coughs> Sydney Colts. So the old's at form. Um, I think he is clearly the one to beat. I got the eight in next Shelby Cobra. I do have a lot of time for him. Um, yeah, that Mooney Valley run was um, hard to watch considering I, was, I made one of my better bets of the night, um, of the program that night. But 
the um, Atone with a very easy win at Sale. I think he's up to these, no doubt. The two, uh, deep speed, um, tougher to what he's seen so far, but he's, he's, um, he's been super impressive in both runs. They're going to the front and leading all the way. He'll give him something to chase again. And three, Rock the Ring. See a second up is a previous second up winner, and um, yeah, foremost preparation was was handy and culminating in a win in that Swan Hill Elstrom Classic, four eight two and three. Tommy Gold for me too to beat Deep Speed Pioneer River and Ronnie J four two one five. Race three at Flemington on final day is the Network Ten Chatham Stakes, fourteen hundred meter Group. Three handicap Joel. I've gone with eight more Varda. He'll just give you a great sight. He puts himself on speed. He's racing really well. It was a good effort at Flemington and then backed it up with another good run at Caulfield. So he's just going to give you a really good sight out in front. One Rekovic has a bit of weight, 60 kilos, but he's going pretty well. The Rupert Clark run was excellent. Didn't have much go right in the two rack from a wide gate. Six bold star. He's been a, sort of a length or so off his best, I think, this prep, but he might just be looking for further. That run on Derby Day wasn't too bad in the Linlithgow down the straight. And then for Morrissey, he's a pretty consistent performer at this level over this trip as well. Eight on top from one, six and four. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm on the three, uh, which is um, Harlick. Uh, look, he, he was first first two runs in, in Australia. Paul and Kiwi were in group one races, the two, Rupert Clark and the Turak. And, Rupert Clark, he was pretty good. Um, didn't do much next time. And then Vanilla Cup, last start, he, his, his class prevailed with 61 kilos on his back. Um, with that confidence, I think he can go on with the job. He's only likely race, still got plenty of improvement to come. And um, he's drawn ideally. So happy to be with the three. Carlick, four in next Morrissey. It's such a consistent horse. Um, deserves another win, this preparation. Simple as that. He's, he comes to Flemington. Uh, for the first time in some time, he's been predominantly at Caulfield, um, but he's always around the mark. Craig, we- Craig Williams is a good association with him. I've got the eight in next Morvada. Uh, will be up on the speed. And in for fourth, I have the six bold star. Um, in for, yeah, for fourth, four, three to beat four, eight, and six. Morrissey, for me, I suppose at some point he's going to have had enough, but uh, certainly is giving you a sight each and every time he steps out at the moment to beat Reykjavik down in class. Riddle me that and Morvada, four, one, five, and eight. Race four is not a black type race at Flemington on Saturday, so we go across to race five. Queen Elizabeth Stakes, 2,600 metres, quality handicap at group three level, Joel. I've gone with two Pondus. Uh, the import here is running the Bendigo Cup was outstanding. It was just the barrier that beat him. He had to get a long way back, swoop the field, and he kept coming right to the line, just missed picking up Princess Jenny. Thought it was a very pleasing debut in the country. I also liked the debut run of LaDonda V in the Geelong Cup. Uh, not, to the, not an overly big horse. He was sort of getting dwarfed in size by Steel Prince there up the straight, but he looked beaten on the turn and just kept giving and giving and Stuck on really well for second. I don't think there's much between them. Two to beat one. Four Shepardas having a good prep. Uh, certainly not disgraced in the Caulfield Cup finishing midfield. And five Hacky. It was just sort of battling, but a much better run in the Bendigo Cup. Ridden back, he, he sort of has shown his best being ridden close to the pace, but that was a good effort in the Bendigo Cup. And I think he's 
him just might be racing his way into form. Two on top for me from one, four and five. Not a race I have that much confidence in. Um, I've got the six true self who is the winner. It was the winner of this race last year. Um, she was just missed out on getting getting a start in the Melbourne Cup and she was 25th in the order of entry. Um, the gas run knocked, knocked her out on, when winning on Derby Day, but she was in the she's first up in the Caulfield Cup in Australia, this preparation, true self, and she wasn't beaten all that far, but um, did a bit wrong in the run. Can you look at her recent form and, and say she's um, a little bit out of touch at the moment, but you know, if she can back, if she can sort of find her best or find go close to finding her best, she'll certainly give us a shake at each way odds. So she's on giving her a ch- one more chance in this to um, to fire here and uh, defend her crown. So the six on top, the two in next Pondus, yeah, excellent in the Bendigo Cup. Um, they need a good performance to beat him, but he was um, huge himself from that wide draw. So four, Chapada going well. The Corporal Cup run was okay. Um, up to about kilos now, but his form prior was excellent. And in for fourth, I have the one, Ladon V. Also coming out of that Geelong, um, coming out of Geelong Cup, six two four one. Yeah, Pondus for me to beat Attorney, Shared Ambition, and Ladon V two ten three one. First leg of the quaddy and first of the Group Ones at Flemington on Saturday is race six, Dali Sprint Classic. Wait for age at twelve hundred metres worth one and a half million. Joel. Well, I'm hoping. Aboard Nature Strip here, he's well. He seems to be off his best, but thought his Everest run was not that bad, really, considering he was sitting second, taking the field up to that uh, very fast leader in Eduardo, and I thought he held on pretty well to only be beaten sort of just under four lengths. Look, the the horses that sort of finished. Finished just ahead of him and rushed past him, like Santa Lane and Bivouac, who he meets here. They really only got past him in the last 50 metres. I think back down the straight, we've seen him beaten down the straight at a short quote, but of course we saw him in this race last year absolutely annihilate his rivals. Uh, regular rider not aboard. James McDonald makes things a bit interesting because he can be a bit of a quirky horse, but no doubt Hugh Bowman would have been aboard him in track work on, at some stages. So I'm leading his way to Nature Strip to beat eight. Tofane, who I thought was good first up for a horse that's never won fresh. Uh, probably should have won the Gill guy if she gets clear. And then the Everest, just happy to put a pen through that. She got back and she was wide and she was chasing all the way. And, and yeah, so it didn't run on as well as a couple of the others, but she may just have lost interest sort of getting that far back off that fast tempo. So I think she can improve. Three bivouac, he's a must. He ran on really well in the Everest. And, of course, he's, we've seen him down the straight win the new market very well. And for Haydock, he's just super consistent. He's back in Group 1 winning form, and he'll give you a good sight again. Two on top, though, for me from 8, 3, and 4. Here with Nature's Triple Preparation, but I'm going to um, drop off him. I'll not drop off him. He's my second pick, but I'm going to put Bivouac on top. And I thought he was huge in the Everest. Um, both starts his time in have been very good. His, as Joel touched on, his um, straight track forms is just awesome. That, that Newmarket run was outstanding when winning last year and then of course second to Coolmore uh, in the Coolmore behind Exceedance and beating home Libertini who I also give a chance in this so third up now and ready to fire bivouac hard to beat Nature Strip in for second um, yeah, the Everest run definitely better than it reads on paper um, and of course we know what he can do down the straight when right 
Libertini also is very good straight forward. Did beat Classic Legend first up. Um, has been a frank reform. And Fabagino is the mayor down the bottom of the page in for fourth. She's bigger odds, about 20 to 1. Um, she's certainly a very classy mare on her day. No luck first up in the Moya. Um, complete forgive job that. And then sat three wide at Caulfield on a wet track, which isn't her preferred surface. Um, and she's, she was really good there behind Graf, who's a similar price to her in this. Um, she's also an excellent winner at her only time down the Flemington Strait. So chuck her into your exotics for sure, Fabagino. My number's in the Valley Sprint, three, two, nine, ten. And more info on Fabigino. Daniel has spoken to trainer Tiana Robertson in this week's winning post. Nature Strip for me, just different horse down the straight, I think. And as Joel uh, has noted, not not going that badly anyway. He's the reigning horse of the year. Hey Doc for second, Bivouac and Zutori. My other selections, two, four, three and six. Second leg of the Quaddy at Flemington on Saturday, race seven. TAB Matriarch Stakes, 2,000 metres for the Mayors at set weights and penalties, a group two, Joel. Three Vanagirl for me. I think she's all set to peak in this race. Uh, they stepped out to 2,000 metres third up in the Craven Plate at Wait for Age and thought she was okay there from the back. Came back to the mile in the Empire Rose on Saturday. Really liked her last 100 metres there. She just didn't quicken early in the straight, but she was finishing off really well. I know it was only ninth of 13, but beaten two lengths, as I said, the last little bit of her work was the strongest. She gets a, a nice run from that gate. Hugh Bowman sticks. I think she's going to be peaking at the right time, Vanagirl. Six, Paradis in for second. But she kept closing pretty well at the Valley last time out. That was her second run at a mile. 2,000 metres in the autumn. She struck a heavy track in the Adrian Knox, but worth noting, she was right in the market there. $4.60 against Colette and Toffee Tongue. Also ran in that race. Toffee Tongue's going to go around sort of close to favourite here. And we know Colette's come back and in good form. So I think she's well up to this. Number six parody. Uh, two Toffee Tongue, as mentioned, she's got to be a hope here. Her, well, she's just got to find that Turnbull run and she goes close to winning. She's up five kilos on that. But of course, back to her own sex. The Caulfield Cup run, a little bit disappointing. Maybe just sort of not seasoned enough for the 2400. But back to this distance, she's got to be a top hope. And seven in good health. She's had a pretty good campaign. She blew most uh, quaddy tickets to Smithereen when she won the heavily, but backed that up with a good run in the naturalism on a fast pace. And thought her Herbert Power run was pretty good as well, beating less than two lengths. And then coming back to 2000, she's going to be rock hard fit on speed, giving them something to chase. But I'm with three Vanagirl from six, two, and seven. I'm with Toffee Tongue. Um, back to the 2000 metres here, obviously. This suit her. She was excellent in the Turnbull. Looked the Winner at a very late stage there, and we grabbed Blake the very elegant, who's um, you could argue is probably our best horse at the moment, and of course then won the Caulfield Cup. Um, Joel touched on back to her own sex, so key. Um, so t- taking on the the boys <clears throat> this preparation, um, Barrier Fifteen. We'll go back anyway from that draw, and if I speed, I think that she'll be hard to hold out. Toffee Tongue, um, a good price in this, I would have thought too. Got the three and next Vanna girl who's the clear danger. Um, gave her some chance in the Empire Rose last um, last weekend, and she was pretty good there. Considering she was two thousand back to sixteen hundred meters, she's back to up to two thousand now. Um, I think at this stage it's a, it's a, it's a right sort of trip, um, and yeah, like Toffee Tongue back against her own sex. The four graceful glamour um, is a winner. Is a winner here. Um, suited up in trip. 
and the 13, um, Charlie Ott for Archie Alexander in, in the game as well. Um, I think Dan's 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 is a... There's a, there's a hope at a bigger price as well. We'll be chucking into um, my quaddies. But my number's 2, 3, 4, 13. Uh, similar numbers for me, but I'm with the 13. Shalo to beat Toffee Tongue, Vandergirl and Princess Jenny. 13, 2, 3 and 1. Third leg of the quaddie at Flemington on Saturday. Second of the group ones. Sepult McKinnon stakes 2,000 metres. Wait for age worth 2 million bucks, Joel. I've gone with the Kiwi Mayor Melody Bell. We saw her run a Cracking second in this race last year. Behind the international mare in Magic Wand. It was a terrific effort. We saw her, we sort of didn't know where she was at early this prep. She had a couple of runs in Sydney. Just found them too fast, I think, in the missile first up. And then they probably just knocked her around a little bit for her next run. They pulled up stumps, went back home to New Zealand. She's knocked off another couple of group ones. Dominant last time out. We know this is a little bit tougher, but we also know she's well up to it. So I'm happy to go with her. Six Skywood, interesting runner, and I think he might bob up here. Of course, the French import. We saw him in the Geelong Cup, and he was okay. Perhaps a bit disappointing. He was in the market, expected to do better. I think coming back to 2000 is really going to help him. He might just be a bit of a knockout hope. Uh, nine Arcadia Queen and five Mugger 2. Well, both of their runs in the Cox Plate were very, very good. And as long as they've got a bit more juice left in the tank, then they'll be certainly fighting out the finish. But I've gone eight from six, nine and five. A small Lishfield, but very um, full of class. I've had to separate my first sort of three. Uh, look, I went with Arcadia Queen, the nine, that Caulfield Stakes group one win, two back on a on a dry track was um, was, was excellent, beating Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot. Uh, then, then to the Cox Plate last start, the run was better than the margin sort of suggested. She got a long way back there and on, on a wet track, which probably isn't a preferred going, um, but she wasn't far away. So some very handy um, horses that wait for age. Back, that sort of back into a, a slightly weaker race, although it is, as I said, it is full of class of Melody Bell coming to New Zealand and uh, Mugatu as well, running well on the cross plate. Um, I think those two are definitely dangers. Melody Bell... Um, probably more effective on soft going, but she's just flying in, in terrific form at the moment and can certainly win this. Obviously, ran well in this race last year. Uh, 50 stars is the one I think is a big improver up to 2,000 metres, of course, winning the Australian Cup, beating Regal Power, that subsequent All Star Mile winner. This track and trip, I um, thought the Cantala run was very good from well back. And I think, yeah, Prime's now fourth up. So, I mean, nine, two, and eight would be the main three, and then, uh, then a bit of a gap into the five. Like a two. Nine, two, eight, and five. Cox Plate's been the best form for this race in recent years. I'm with Arcadia Queen uh, to beat Melody Bell and another good Cox Plate runner in Mugatu. Uh, I think they're the three. I've chucked in Dallas and for fourth, so I've got nine, eight, five, and a gap to seven. Finishing the 37th and final race of the Flemington Carnival. Fourth leg of the quaddy, of course, on Saturday. And challenge for the punters with 16 to face the starter down the straight five and a half furlongs, 1,100 metres, benchmark 80 handicap. It is the Seppelt Drumborg Grand Handicap. Joel? Yeah, it looks scary on paper, such a big field. Um, I think the the biggest worry is that some of these leading hopes just got to avoid the, the speed humps because I think there's... A big field, but it's light on winning chances for me. 
I have gone through three express pass listeners would know I'm a big fan of his. Uh, they gelded him before this prep. He won at Bendigo, he won at Caulfield, and then went to the Valley and, and ran pretty well going to 1,200 month between runs. They've freshened him up. He does have 62, but he's run well down the straight a couple of times, including in the Dane Hill, and he's unbeaten at 1,100. So I've gone with him despite giving five kilos to number 15, Claquette, who's a Sydney mare. She was scratched. Oh, sorry, she didn't accept for Sydney last week. She didn't accept for Sydney this week either. So they, they've brought her down. Here, sort of with this, for, with this in mind, great closing sectional, second up at Randwick. The fresh win was good. She's got plenty of upside. 11 meteorite. Looks to have come back in ripping order, two from two, winning at the Valley and Sale. I think they're the three. Oh, I'm sort of inclined to even just go those three in my quaddy. But I do have time for number 12, Wicklow Town. I might throw him in as a bit of a sneak. He's going to get better as he gets over further. And I think he'll improve a fair bit from that first up run. I don't think gate one. Uh, was his go, and well, he's drawn the outside fence here. So if that's a bit of a plus, then yeah, I might throw him to, him into my quaddy. But I've gone three, fifteen, eleven, twelve. With the eleven meteorite, I've always been a pretty big fan of this bike. He um, when when winning at Mooney Valley probably about thirteen months ago in October, um, it was a really eye catching win there, leading all the way. He was put away after that. He just didn't come up in the two runs he had earlier in the year um, in the autumn. Pretty disappointing um, in both starts. He's put away after that, but he's, as Joel said, he's come back in, in some sort of order. That win first up at the Valley was excellent and then did it on a heavy 10 at sale. Uh, benchmark 70, whether he beat much that day, remains to be seen. But And the Flemington Strait is a is a different beast, but the way he's going and the opinion I sort of have on him, I, he's clearly the one I want to be with in this um, meteorite. So he's my top pick, 15, Plaquette. As well, she, uh, she was very good behind a good one in Blazing Miss last start. Also here, third up. Three express pass. Um, I just agree with Joel. Those three are were the only three I'd want to chuck in the quaddy. If I was going a little bit wider, perhaps a 16, Lasua, who was another mare's unbeaten this preparation. Um, she just never runs poorly. So I'll be in sort of weaker company. She has run well down the straight as well um, earlier in the year. And even look at her form, even the ones where she's been finishing ninth, um, ninth and sixth, she hasn't been beaten far whatsoever. Uh, so she might be one into a wider quality, perhaps. But yeah, the Mac, definitely the main three 11, 15, 3, and then 16. Uh, yes, I agree. Same trifecta, different order. Uh, I'm with Plaquette to beat Express Pass and Meteorite. And then a gap to Blood Oath, so 15, 3, 11, and 7. That takes care of Flemington's final day. My best was at race 8, number 9, Arcadia Queen. Value bet race 9, number 15, Plaquette. Daniel's best race 2, number 4, Tommy Gold. Value race 3, number 3, Harlek. Joel's best race 7, number 3, Vanna Girl. Joel, we did not cover your value bet, which is race 4, number 8, Rainbow Thief. Yeah, from the Moroni stable, this bloke, he's always showed a bit of talent. He went up to Sydney for a Doncaster prelude earlier in the year and finished fourth to Cascadia and beaten two lengths. I thought the first up run was okay, 1,200 getting back at the Valley. He'd certainly forgive that. Pulled up lame off the Caulfield benchmark 78 run. He drew 13, had 61 and a half. So there are excuses there. And then, as I said, pulled up lame. And then I thought the Kilmore run was good in the Seymour Cup. There was just no tempo in that race at all. He ducked back to the inside in the straight and 
looked like he was going to ping through, but the leaders just kept running. I thought his run was good. Uh, the winner, all two, Hoying, has won again. The runner-up, Gold Fields, uh, ran a cracking race behind Purple Sector on Cup Day. And Bartholomew Diaz came through that race and nearly won the Kitan Cup on Wednesday. So the form around that run's good. I think he's ready to peak fourth up for an informed jockey, D Stackhouse. All righty. That wraps up Flemington and takes us along to Rose Hill, which is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. As I mentioned, uh, there is a million-dollar race, and that is the golden gift for the two-year-olds. Uh, we will start our coverage with uh, that race, which is also the first leg of the quaddie. So it's race six, Joel, the golden gift, million bucks, set weights for two-year-olds. Yeah, pretty open sort of a race. Um, I thought there was sort of inklings that the Kieran Ma team were going to send uh, Enthar there, the winner of the gym crack, and well, she would have been a dollar forty and, and probably would have won. But uh, with her not there, it's really throwing this race wide open. I'm going for one of the newcomers here, number seven, Hunnam. Might lack a bit of experience, having only had one trial, but he's in the right yard with Team Hawks. He's by Shalar. He's out of skating on ice. It was a pretty handy man. She's already thrown ice in Vancouver, who didn't show his best in the Kosciuszko. He pulled up a bit scratchy there, but he was unbeaten leading into that. Now, this bloke sat outside Athelric in a recent trial and I thought matched motors with him and, and went to the line really well for Tommy Berry. He's drawn nicely in gate three. I'll be having something each way on him from two. Captivant let go with a nice turn of foot to come from midfield and win the victory vein on debut. Certainly looks to have a bright future. Four, Athelric just mentioned him. He won that trial narrowly. Uh, that's since his debut run in the Breeders' Plate where he... Covered a bit of ground and stuck on well for fourth behind Shaquiro. And one ghostwriter. He'd won both his trials in Sydney, but he drew a wide gate for his initial debut run there so that Annabelle Neesham sent him north to Brisbane and he won well at Doombin. He's got a really good pedigree behind him, this bloke. And yeah, I don't think punters should be scared off just saying that he's won at Doombin. I think they just wanted to get a run into him before this and, and it was mission accomplished. So he's certainly a chance. Seven on top from two, four and one. Yeah, I'm with... Ghost Rider, the Invincible Colts. Um, yeah, as Joel said, to boot at a doom. But I thought the win was better, better to my eye anyway than it might see seem in the form guide. Only winning by three quarters of a length. Um, he was pushed out long, pushed out late, and it was pretty soft on the line. Really, it was a pretty easy win. Um, two trial wins in Sydney were good. Back here, obviously a, a much tougher affair, but I liked what I saw on the boo. Done everything right, uh, trials and at work, and um, gets a pretty good price here. And this close to double figure odds. So, with the one ghost rider on top, the two captive on is a, is a definite danger. The, the win on Debut was excellent, um, obviously, in the, in the right stable. So, a capitalist, um, he's, he's a clear danger. The four in for third, the Godolphin, um, Atheric, uh, wide in the breeder's plate, stuck on well there, considering the tough run, freshened since then, and has had a troll. Has had a trial win since, and for fourth, uh, one of the newcomers in head of state uh, for the World Stable. One, two, four, six. And if you'd like more info on Ghostwriter, Daniel has also spoken to up and coming trainer Annabelle Neesham in this week's winning post, the black type race on the Rose Hill program on Saturday, and also the second leg of the quaddy with the Golden Gift being the first. Is race seven. It's the Highland Race Colours Hot Danish Stakes. 
1,400 metre group two for fillies and mares at set weights, Joel. Yeah, wide open race. Some make case for plenty of these. I've gone with five Arathea to bounce back. Blinker's going back on second up. Her second up record's really good. Three wins, three placings from seven starts. And she's bounced back from seemingly just sort of average first up runs to run really well second up in the past. She kicked off this prep in the Sydney Stakes against the boys at Wait for Age and she wasn't able to get control of the race. She was sort of dictated to behind the leader and then she sort of held her ground. They, they sort of pulled away from her a little bit late. She finished second last, but beaten four and a half lengths. It wasn't terrible. I think from an outside gate, just sets her up a little bit better. She can float across and, and hopefully get control of the race by either finding the front or, or sitting outside the leader. She's got uh, well, unblemished record this track and trip, three from three. I think she represents good each way value. Ten, Wanderbar. She's a ripper. Seven wins, eight placings from 17 starts. Got out to 1,400 in the Tibby, two runs back, and, and ran on really well. I thought her run off a bit of a freshen in the Nivison was excellent. Uh, one, Savatiano. She's the, the class mare here, suited under uh, these weight conditions. She's had a bit of a freshen since a disappointing run at Flemington back in early October. If she's anywhere near right and she gets a bit of luck from that gate, she's going to take beating. And two, Madame Rouge, also another class mare. They passed on the... Uh, the mayor's race last week, the Empire Rose, when she drew a wide gate going to a mile. They've sent her back to Sydney for this uh, probably more suitable assignment over the 1,400. Five on top for me, though, from 10, 1 and 2. Yeah, found this one pretty tough. Um, thought subpoenaed, though, was over the odds. On the quick backup from the Golden Eagle last Saturday, which oh, she didn't really do much there on the heavy nine. Um, got back in... Yeah, wasn't 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 really didn't really figure in the race. The form prior though I thought was pretty good. Won the golden pendant extremely well extremely well over this track and trip. Um, and then in the Silver Eagle, the run was better than the finishing position suggests when six or seven wasn't being all that far by flit. Um, won't won't get won't be as wet as it was last week. Um, drawn well in barrier five and still was over the odds in what is a what is um no doubt an open race. So the seven on top subpoenaed, the one in next Savatiano. Joel said, well, in at the weights, at the set weights conditions of the race, the nine, Jen Rules, who first time in a while, she started um, single-figure odds and was probably her worst worst run in some time in the Nivison last start, although there were excuses off it that day. She performed prize um, super consistent and she can bounce back, no doubt about that. In for fourth, I have the two, uh, Madame Rouge of the last start win in Melbourne. Seven, one, nine and two. All right, we have, uh, conveniently enough, we've dealt with your both your value bets. Uh, Daniel's race six, number one, Ghost Rider. Joel's race seven, number five, Erythea. Uh, and also, conveniently enough, you're going head-to-head in the benchmark 78 over 1,300 metres, which is race eight, for your best bets. So uh, let's hear the arguments, starting with Joel. All right, well, I'm going with Greek Hero from the Richard and Michael Friedman stable. Uh, this English import won well at his local debut at Kembla Grange. They gave him sort of a, you know, a bit of a softer assignment, I guess, in a class two. But he had 60 kilos. He sat three wide, and it was a really good win. He earned a trip straight to town for a couple of Saturday races at benchmark 78 level. And on pretty wet tracks, I thought he ran well, beaten a length and a half by opacity, and then beaten three and a half by opacity his next run. But he drew one. They were all getting towards the outside fence that day, and... Well, he sort of cut. Well, he had to cut the corner. He tried edging out wide, but just couldn't get into the best part of the track. I thought he showed enough in that first local prep to suggest he was going to go through his grades. 
He's kicking off here. Again, in a 78. He will get better as he gets over a bit further, but I thought he trialled well enough to go very close over 1,300. Yeah, and with promotions, the 11, I think, ready to peak now third up. Um, excellent last start on the Kensington track with 16.5 kilos. Uh, the winner there, Enchanted Heart, has since won again. Promotions was second to that horse, and the third horse was Atlantic King, who won, um, won quite well on Tuesday. It's Sydney. Uh, he's a previous winner when third up. Uh, he won the Canberra Guineas at a listed level. Last preparation beating has um, done some good things this time in. Um, and gets, gets an import in form, Jason Collett on board. So third up now. I think he's better than a, uh, this sort of grade promotion. They're only under two wins, but um, he's thereabouts more often than not. And this looks a really nice race for him. Race eight, number 11. That wraps up Rose Hill on Saturday. They're racing on the Parks track at Morfittville. Daniel, talk us through your specials and uh, bear in mind that uh, Joel's got a race to watch in 11 minutes. So uh, yeah, get remember, stick out. make it quick. I remember you is my best, the last of the race on the, on the, on the park surface. Um, interesting runner. Now with Will Clark and was with Scott Brunton. Um, did plenty of good things in Tasmania and even won a, I think a race or two in Melbourne. Um, couple of years ago, but he's since trialled well since arriving at the Clark and Stable. Stable are going really well, and um, this is a good kickoff point for his Adelaide career sort. So he's my best bet in Adelaide, race nine, number two. The value comes up in race number four, and that is the seven, Raisin Army, um, who gets in really well on the weights after the claim. Uh, the apprentice claim to Tegan Vorham carries 51 kilos. He's going pretty well, this horse. This is a slight step up in grade. Um, but he's just he's just seldom runs poorly, and I think at the weights in a it's a small field of eight, I think there's probably only three or four main winning chances, and I think raises an arm is definitely one of them. Worth a bet at each way. Race four, number seven. Uh, just just to clarify, and you can go back on the bridle uh, barks. The race six is the race that I'm very interested in at Flemington, so we've got a little bit more time. All right, uh, we will go now to Doomben. Um, which is the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. And, Daniel, you kick us off in race three, number eight. Yeah, staying events um, in Brisbane on a Saturday, I don't, I don't really like making the best bets in them. So sort of um, chop and change results every every week, it seems. But Fields of Yulong, I think, is one that just is about ready now. He's gone close in all three of his starts since uh, moving up north. He's... This is down with Waller down south, and now with the Toby and Trent Edmonds stable. Uh, he just missed an inform. He runs away over this track and trip last start. There was a st- stronger race to what he sees here. He's only up a kilo, drawn well, and I think he'll be really hard to beat. A few of these in very good form. But his rivals, but Fields Yearlong is, and deserves to add another win to his tally. So, race three, number eight, my best. The value comes up in race eight. Horse that always sort of goes around each way odds is Snitch from the Golan Sable. He's um, had a freshen up between runs. He's trialled between runs and should, should be fit enough for this off the back of that. Doesn't get a whole lot of luck, this horse. Can find bad luck pretty easily. And Barrier 11 will need some good luck to go his way for him to get the result. But um, convinced he's going pretty well. And um, happy to back him on each way basis in this race eight, number five, Snitch. All righty. 
Ascot is the venue for Perth Racing once again on Saturday, and there are a couple of black-type races there, uh, starting with race seven, the Fair Effort Stakes for three-year-old Colts and Geldings listed race over 1,400 metres. BJ Ryan likes Dom to shoot to beat MTA, First Law, and Western Empire. That is one, three, nine. 13 and in the group two least year stakes over 1400 meters Kementari bobs up over there for james cummings and bj is with that horse to break a fairly long run of outs beating red to beat red can man taxigano and labor rod so that is one to beat seven three and eight and bj's best at ascot on saturday is Race three, number eight, Crown, and Kim and Tari is his value bet. Race eight, number one. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel racing at Rickerton and Tarapa, and a massive weekend to kick off uh, a massive program. To kick off. Yeah, and indeed, they have the three-day carnival. So Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and we kick off with, uh, well, the boys get their chance. Well, there is one filly uh, tackling them in the 2,000 guineas. Uh, the group one over the mile, race eight. And I am with the unbeaten three-year-old from the Baker Forsman Yard. I speak of Aegon, race eight, number two. His two wins have been outstanding. He looks uh, a bit special, this bloke. And look, there's, you know, there's a couple of nice horses. The, the Tiaka horse, Need I Say More, certainly looks a talent and, and even Rocket Spade. He's still learning that horse, but he's got a bit of talent as well. But there's a little bit of a tail to it. And I think Aegon can remain undefeated. So I've made him the best of the day. Race eight, number two. My value comes up in race 10. It's the Metropolitan Trophy over 2,500. So this is the final lead up towards Saturday week's New Zealand Cup. And I've gone for the four-year-old mare here in As a Thought. She's by So You Think out of a, a pretty handy mare in As Avant. So this just, I've got a bit of a worry that it might come a bit soon, but she looks a real talent, this girl. Got out to 2,200 last start. Didn't beat much, but made a mess of them. One by nearly 10 lengths. Uh, this is a, a decent step up in class for her, but I think she's heading in the right direction. So race 10, number 18, as the value. The other meeting in New Zealand on Saturday is at Tarapa. Uh, the best is race two, number seven, Z Falls. Uh, she was our best bet last week. They scratched her. Her two runs to date have been pretty good. She gives the impression that she's looking for a mile. She gets that, and this is, an, is not an overly strong race. And my value bet comes up in the last race, nine, number five. Cavenous Kid has been going around at pretty good odds, and he's been running some good races. Finished top four at three of his four runs this prep. Ran on really well last start. Gets to the mile, which I think is going to be suitable. I think he'll probably be over the odds again. He's worth a look each way, race nine, number five. Alrighty, that brings us to the end of our Saturday preview and on to our next segment, Best $20 Bets of the Week, or as we call them, Lazy Lobsters.
Yes, thank you to Suburban Rock Patrol, suburbanrockpatrol.bandcamp.com for our Lazy Lobsters theme. Well, Joel, uh, you've really uh, been putting us to shame in recent weeks. You've had uh, three winners from your last four. The rest of us, not so much good. Uh, Purple Sector was the one on Cup Day. Uh, overall, though, a bit of a loss for the Lazy Lobsters. I am going to go with one that I am quite confident about this Saturday. I am going to have 20 a win on Nature Strip, who is race six, number two at Flemington. We do have a guest lobsterer this week. It is Ray Halu. He's also going to Flemington, also with another one that will likely be fairly short, and that is race five, number two. Pondus. Yeah, I'll go Flemington. Joel, I'll where are you going? Up. I'll have two $10 win bets. I think Rainbow Thief's got a really good chance, race four, number eight. And we'll chuck the other 10 on Van Agurl in the Matriarch, race seven, number three. Yeah, we'll go Flemington. Daniel. Race two, number four, uh, Tommy Gold. Excellent. All right. Well, that wraps up a massive Flemington Carnival and a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post, if you haven't already, online now in the shops Friday, first thing Friday morning, uh, with all the form for Friday, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Fields for Monday. Plenty of great reading besides. Hope you have finished the Flemington or hope you will finish the Flemington Carnival in front and hope that uh, our advice can steer you in that direction. So back plenty of winners over the weekend and we'll talk to you next week. On-